1: Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what is up? Welcome. It is the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm Dan Bach, DB730. Pleasure to be with you on this Friday One Week Closer the old kickoff of the daily fantasy football season you play some preseason last night well guess what you get to go back at it again tomorrow uh, look for me and Mangone over in RG Premium we'll have a video for you a little bit later this afternoon for the Saturday games uh, but certainly want to thank you for the listen the download and fantasy draft for their great sponsorship and excited to let you know fantasy draft is going to be making a significant NFL announcement today on the Happy Hour Show, which they are fine sponsors. So be sure to tune in for that over there at 4.30. If you are a player on Fantasy Draft, well, you certainly are going to uh, want to check that out. It's uh, exciting stuff for this football season. Been hinting at it here on the podcast, but it becomes official today at 4.30. 4.30. And as always, make sure you're checking out our great sponsor as well. They've got their big 100K tournament happening in about 15 days or so, and uh, they've got ticket qualifiers for that happening in the lobby pretty much every single day. Also, some uh, small preseason action for you over on the site. And remember, rake free head to head games. Uh, I- I'm still stunned they're rolling these things out. I mean, this football season, they're gonna if they have rake free head to heads during football, like. That is going to save you guys so much money. That is a way to build a bankroll because uh, that's a huge chunk that you're saving in in site fees if you are a head to head player. So make sure you check them out. You can add player block over on Fantasy Draft as well. And we thank them for uh, stepping up and putting their name alongside this show. And I love seeing all the good things that they have going over there uh, at their site today on the podcast. Well, obviously hit up on the Friday night slate. Yesterday, I know, was pretty quick and easy, uh, but tonight, a little bit different. We got Scherzer, we got Kluber, we've got some high game totals out there, so uh, we'll get into that here in just a moment, but I do want to open the show today with uh, a guest. Uh, We have uh, Matt Kalish from DraftKings uh, on with us. Of course, uh, they've been rolling out a lot of stuff. Between the uh, Pick'em games, the big uh, billion-dollar promotion, Uh, they made some changes to the experienced players, trying to keep them out of the low-dollar games. So we touch up on all those things, and we even ask him about the future of Late Swap with NBA over there on DraftKings. So that's it. It's all coming up right now. Matt Kalish, uh, co-founder of DraftKings, right here on this Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix. Really excited for our next guest here today on the podcast. Of course, football season is basically here. The announcements are fast and furious, and it's been a super busy week over at DraftKings, so I thought we'd invite Matt Kalish on the show today to catch up a little bit with him on some of the announcements and some other things that are happening over at DraftKings. Matt, uh, thanks so much for your time. I know you're super busy, but you've got to be excited to have football season here i know how big this is for your company each and every year uh i'm sure this is uh uh, definitely a busy and exciting time for you
2: yeah dan thanks for having me first and i'm sure you guys are quite busy yourself so it's nice of you to make some time and talk to me um about what DraftKings is up to for sure uh
1: a couple of things i wanted to hit up on before we get into this football season i don't want to Spend too much time on it, but we haven't chatted since the uh, the merger news happened where uh, the FTC came in and, and basically blocked the FanDuel and DraftKings merger. Now, I know you've been one that was very vocal that felt that this was going to be an actual better situation for players rather than worse. Now, obviously, the FTC came to a different conclusion. Um, how surprised were you on that, and and why do you think... They came to that conclusion. Do you think that maybe they looked at daily fantasy in, in the wrong light in terms of you know comparing it to other businesses? Your thoughts on that?
2: You know, first off on that topic, I think the company's already moved on well past you know that decision for the last couple months. So I think we've been you know planning for the scenario where potentially it doesn't go through, and then we're going to football as a standalone. So it's completely fine. I mean, the, the team and company have been very prepared for that. And that being said, yeah, like I didn't necessarily think that the decision made a ton of sense. Like I think the um, clearly, like the company being sort of consolidated could have opened the door for a lot of different, you know, benefits for players that I think we tried to articulate really well to the government when we talked about the merger, and um, they made the decision they did, which is fine. So we're we're happy. We're moving on, and uh, I think DraftKings couldn't be any more pleased with our position right now. You know, things have been really great. For us over the last year, I think the financial, you know, condition of the company is really strong right now. After having raised, you know, a really large fundraising round over the summer, just in readiness for football. So, yeah, I think we're in good shape and really excited about what's to come in September.
1: Now, DK, you guys made some uh, really strong steps uh, towards, you know, the ecosystem and, and keeping some high volume players out of the smaller stakes games. Uh, how did you and your team land on the benchmarks of $1 million in total entries and, uh, you know, prohibiting them from below the $5 buy-in, $25,000 uh, price point in terms of tournaments? Where, how, did you, how did you come to that? So a lot of the, I think, initial discussions that we had were
2: about how do you just keep the message and the solution simple so that anybody could understand what we're doing really quickly. So, I think if you have this very convoluted system of rules where there's like eight or nine different factors of whether or not you can play a certain thing, then it's difficult to explain like what we're doing in order to protect our most casual recreational players. So what we wanted to do is make it really clear that you know first off, if anybody has a ton of experience, they've been playing you know massive amounts of entry fees, that there's going to be some games that you can you know look at and play that aren't going to include those people every single time. And we also heard, like, mainly where the problem was uh, sort of most um, pronounced, I would say, was in smaller field games. Like, sometimes we'd hear these stories, like, in a 20-man, 50-50, people would recognize, like, eight or nine of the people in the field as some of the better players in DFS. So it's not fun when every single, like, one or $2 20-player 50-50 has those same eight people. So, uh, as we looked at where to set the threshold, we just thought the million dollar level was like very simple to explain. Everybody would understand it, and it lined up pretty well with like the sort of players that we thought had enough volume where they wouldn't miss those games. Uh, but with the bigger field stuff, like we talked about, the big kind of twenty five thousand plus prize school games, which are already limited like significantly in how many entries you can put in, you can only put in twenty. You know, players individually don't really even of like get noticed in those games it's such a big field relative to what any one person can make up it's just like a drop in the bucket and we really haven't gotten any sort of uh complaints or issues about those games so as a result we decided to still leave like some options available to everyone while for the most part like 99 percent of the games that run now will be limited from those players under five
1: dollars uh any chance that we see these restrictions more defined down the road because i agree having easy clarity is important um but uh there, there could also be an argument made that um it's almost too broad i mean you go back through the the history of of <laughs> DraftKings. i mean that's a that's a that's a long time um any any possible that it goes to monthly year uh, yearly versus career on this front because a million's a lot i mean i've I've been playing on DraftKings since the day it opened and I didn't and I haven't reached a million because at least I didn't get that little uh, that email telling me I can't play those games so just kind of curious if down the road uh, if you see it being a problem where you know maybe significant players who haven't hit that threshold are still playing there that you could make changes
2: yeah I don't see us doing less than we're doing now I think if we do anything, it would probably be to add additional controls or protections in place in areas where we noticed there was still an issue to solve. And so I think this is the sort of thing that it sort of would solve the vast majority of what we've been hearing, right? It'll solve 90, 80, 90% of what we've been hearing. And then there'll still be some remaining issues, I think, that we'll hear over time that we'll want to continue to work on. And that's fine, too. I mean, as long as we're continuing to iterate and make progress in the right direction, I feel like our players are with us in that way like they they recognize that there's some real effort going in and over the last you know year and a half, two years there's been several different releases that have all you know introducing you know, like casual games, beginner games uh continually tightening tightening entry limits um introducing the game integrity and ethics function that graph things like all of these things are efforts in that direction, and this is like the newest batch and certainly not the last one so uh, I don't think it'll be less than what it is now, but I think there may be some additional things that come down the line.
1: All right. Um, you mentioned this before, and it is one thing that I, I do not like, and that's that you drew a line in the sand on the games under $5, that they're never going to exceed 20 entry max on those games. Now, I've talked to a lot of players who actually, who aren't even high-volume players, who like building 100-plus lineups in a, for low-dollar stakes, because it doesn't take a drain on their bankroll, you know they could never do it, you know above, you know a quarter arcade or maybe a three dollar. Uh, in general, I love the move in the direction of of that, um, but why go across the board when you've got six buy-in levels under five dollars? Couldn't you have just said, you know what, you know we're moving towards this direction. Ninety percent of our games are going to do that, but we still want to offer a mass multi-entry game maybe once a week in baseball or at one level in football why draw that line in the sand against those players who don't have the bankroll to multi-entry above say five dollars but uh really enjoy doing it because it didn't take a drain on their bankroll
2: yeah i understand that and you know there's never going to be a perfect solution to anything what we looked at was for example, in all of our low stakes games that are big field where people might ever use, you know, more than 20 entries, like the the games with 5,000 or more entries in the, in the field. Literally 99% of players never go above 20, right? So you're talking about 1%. Okay, and so there's never gonna be like a perfect solution, but what we said was, if we can implement this rule, 99% of people participating in those games will be happy. there's going to be some amount who are fine with it and some amount who wish we didn't do it, so they're not going to be happy. But, you know, it's really hard to just run the table and, like, perfectly address every single person's situation. So I think what we prioritized was being very clear about what the rules are and what the protections are over creating these little, like, individual cases where, oh, actually, you can play, you know, in these certain games but not these other ones. Just because it once you start... Doing too much of that, I feel like it eats into the, the overall message we're trying to get across, which is like the games that are low cost games are safe to play. You know, if you want to come on, it's going to be safe to play. You don't have to worry about you know playing a, a group of the top players in the industry every time if it's a two dollar game or something like that. And so, nothing was more important to us than getting that message out clearly.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize it was ninety nine percent or below that mark. That's a that's an interesting number, uh, which does make a good you make a good argument for it there um let's talk about some of the marketing you got going on now um you know you you did something which i think from a marketing standpoint is uh, is pretty genius you know you threw a one billion dollar perfect lineup out there alongside a hundred thousand dollar free roll i mean literally you know zero downside for the players you play a free roll you're good chance you can or at least a chance you can win some money and then who knows maybe the stars align and you win a billion but I'm not gonna lie when I saw one billion I wondered if maybe that number was just too big and people might just roll their eyes and say yeah right you know this is DFS advertising throwing out an unrealistic expectation I mean was there any worries of that when you guys conceived this $1 billion kind of perfect lineup uh, promotion that you've got week one?
2: I mean, yeah, I think we certainly think of all the angles like that. And it's a real, a real consideration for us, but really this is free. Like it's a free game for week one only it's going to be fun. And I think we prioritize sort of the appeal of the offer and just having something amazing that our players can participate in and new people can come on and try in week one over that kind of factor. But yeah, if you think about it, right, like there's got to be some room for just fun, interesting sure. promotions that people can play. And it's like not that serious, right? And I think the billion dollar perfect lineup is a great example of that, where we've never had a perfect lineup before on DraftKings in NFL. We've had somebody come within 12 fantasy points before, but nobody's ever like nailed it. And it's such a challenging kind of thing to think about doing. And we wanted to get just a big, big group of people to come on, put lineups in and see how close somebody could come if they can't get all the way there. And you never know, right? Like it could just be one of those weeks where things come in like fairly predictably and a lot of people have a chance. So, you know, we did, we certainly went out and got the insurance and made sure that we were covered in the event that somebody won. And we're hoping that that happens, but uh, either case, if it's just fun for everybody to come on and play, would be pretty happy with that as well.
1: Yeah, and let's face it—if somebody comes close to that, that means they probably place pretty well in that uh, 100k free roll and are going to be walking away with some money as well. So, uh, I, I definitely. think it was—you yep. know—definitely a lot of buzz uh, around that, and I know that's probably one thing that you were looking for uh, this football season. We're going to see Millionaire Maker Contest as a, as a weekly thing. I know we've got one week one. Um, has have you guys, you know, committed to that for? for 17 weeks
2: uh it's what we've done the last couple years and i think it's something that our players really enjoy so i don't really see any like massive deviation on that specific game from what we've done in the past uh we might try a few formats or different like price points or different things to keep it fresh but the idea overall i think is something that our players have come to you know look for from us and i wouldn't see it going away definitely
1: Uh, New game rolled out just uh, a couple of days ago, Pick'Em's now over on DraftKings. And, uh, you know, I'm old school, Matt. Uh, I remember back when you guys acquired DraftStreet. And uh, this is something that they had on their platform, you know, three, four years ago when you bought them. Why did it take so long for it uh, to develop on the DK platform? Why now versus, you know, two, three years ago when you first made that acquisition?
2: yeah it's really just come down to priority for the team you know like in, after that acquisition we spent a lot of our time working on other projects like um you know scaling the platform getting ready to acquire many like millions of players on the on the website and things like that and then more recently we spent a lot of time on different you know sort of compliance regulatory other issues that we wanted to get done really well in our platform so it's kind of fit in really well going into this football season for us building out our game platform a lot more and trying to make sure that we can offer new game variants to all of our players that they can, you know, beyond just the standard salary cap, they can come on each sport and play a few different styles of games just to keep it fresh. Cause I think it gets, you know, or at least there's a chance after playing for a few years, maybe like you're ready for something a little different or new. Right. So that's what we've been thinking. And, you know, we introduced that in baseball a couple days uh, looking forward to doing some really good stuff in football with Pick'em. And, you know, I think it's going to be a great product, a great game for our players.
1: I'm going to suggest to add it to golf, too. I think it would be fun for golf uh, to, to have a Pick'em style. So, going to throw that suggestion out there. Um, the one thing, though, that I think, you know, can sometimes happen is because, again, I love these new formats. I think it simplifies the game, and we want as many, you know, new kind of casual players in. But is there at some point in time, is there any concerns about diminishing returns where you offer too many game styles? Because right now you got Pick'em League Standard, you know, arcade mode. I mean, that's a lot of things for people to choose from. Is that something that you guys think about when you come up with these different concepts that, hey, like, you know, we don't want to overdo it?
2: Yeah, it's definitely a timing thing. I mean, one thing I didn't mention about, you know, if you go back a few years, why didn't we do pick I'd say part of that would be we didn't have enough players and enough sort of liquidity on the site to make it realistic either. I think we could have done it, but all of the games would have been very small and it would be sort of reducing what we could do in salary cap. Just the total kind of picture, it seemed a little early. At this stage, though, we've been growing really fast. Like The company's doing great. Uh, We're planning on a big marketing investment going into football this year. I think we're going to have much, much more action than we've ever had before on draft games. And so the idea of introducing like a couple new formats that maybe represent, I don't know, 10, 15% of the dollars on the site. It's really like there's tons of room for that now, given how well we've been growing.
1: All right. I know it's NBA or NFL season, but I have to ask because I'm not sure we're going to talk before the NBA season starts in October. But, uh, Will there be discussions, and do you think that uh, there's a likelihood that we might see it late swapped back on DraftKings this NBA season? Because I know a lot of people missed it a year ago. Yeah, it'll be back next year, 100%. There you go. Lovely. That's the, You probably let music to a lot of people's ears, Matt. So uh, uh, I appreciate you so much for giving us some time. I know you're busy, and uh, best of luck this football season. I know... Uh, This is such a critical point for the company, and uh, I'm excited about a lot of the things you guys are rolling out, and uh, I'm sure we'll chat uh, down the road. Matt Kalish uh, over at DraftKings, thanks so much for your time.
2: All right, Dan. Have a good football season.
1: Okay, big thanks to Matt for joining us. So uh, there you go, boys and girls. Late Swap coming back two DraftKings for NBA. Now that's going to excite a lot of people, Uh, but let's get into Major League Baseball for tonight. That is uh, the next thing on the agenda as we've got a busy, busy slate for you from top to bottom and uh, we are here to break it down here tonight Uh, and we'll start with pitching. That's normally where we begin and a number of starting pitchers for us to consider. Obviously on the high end, you've got Corey Kluber tonight, 13 4 over on uh, DraftKings. An awfully big number on him. Fantasy draft, you're looking at uh, 26. K. you've got Max Scherzer in that same ballpark, a little bit more expensive on DraftKings. I think a tad bit cheaper there on FanDuel uh, at 14-1 on the road in the best ballpark to pitch in in baseball, San Diego at uh, 14-1 is his number. Uh, then we've got Carlos Martinez at 10-4, Dallas Keuchel, Rich Hill. So we are got, what, one, two, three, four, five guys over 10K here today. And, uh, you know, this is a situation where, you know, you want to pay up for these guys. I don't think there's any conceivable way today that a tournament-winning lineup will have Kluber and Scherzer in it. Now, I know, I think it was the last time these two guys pitched on the same day. Wasn't their last start. Might have been like two starts ago. And they both went ham, and it did win. Uh, I don't see it winning uh, today on Fantasy Draft or on DraftKings. I feel like the salaries... Um, of the other players are going to take way too big of a hit in your lineups and you're going to be looking at it and being like, eh, like I I just don't feel like there's enough upside when you've got the number of under 3K bats you're going to need to roster those two. So uh, I think that going that route is not going to work. Can you get two 10K guys in? Uh, Absolutely. Can you get one and one 13K guy and one 10K guy in? I still think that's pretty difficult. I think that there are just a couple of paths to um, to building your lineups here today because there's definitely a cheap arm out there that is just way too tre- cheap on Fantasy Draft and DraftKings. But if I'm ranking the starters here tonight, and I'm factoring in salary into this, of course. I mean, Corey Kluber has been just so freaking good as of late. I mean, it's just been insane. Uh, the strikeouts are there. He's been, you know, double digits in what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. uh ten of his last twelve and then the two that he didn't reach it were nine and eight. So the guy is just absolutely locked in on the mound right now and uh, is in control of everything. He's a minus 200 favorite, but he does go on the road at Kansas City not a team that has huge strikeout numbers. And uh, that's where I think like Scherzer is the preferred choice for me today against San Diego in that ballpark. San Diego does strike out. They're just not a very potent offensive team at all. Uh, They're about the same in regards to who's the larger favorite. 194 for um, Scherzer. You know, 200 there for Kluber. I don't think you're doing it wrong if you choose Kluber over Scherzer. In fact, if you want to split them up on cash games on a single pitcher site like FanDuel, I think that's not the worst move in the world to do today uh, because I think they're both really, really good. But you know, if you're asking me, I've got one lineup, I've got to pick one, um, it's going to be Scherzer for me. But will I have... You know, exposure to Kluber? Absolutely. There's no question about it. But where are we going with SP2? Because those two guys are, you know, easy to talk about. I think that this is a, a, a bit tougher of a discussion to have. Uh, let's talk about the other 10K guys. We got Dallas Keuchel against Oakland today, and we've got Carlos Martinez against Pittsburgh. You know, obviously, Seamart against Pittsburgh, they're a, a much better offense than what you have out there in Oakland. Um, and, you know, the thing about. C-Mart is whether or not, you know, he can control the strike zone here today. Because if he just, you know, gets in the habit of walking people, that's a problem. And the thing about him, though, is, you know, he's been good. You look at the fantasy points, FanDuel 40, 49, each of the last two, but he hasn't been dominant. And certainly Dallas Keuchel hasn't been dominant either. But uh, his last start, things appeared to maybe turn for him a little bit. But look at the the hits allowed for, you know, let's just go hits and walks allowed for Carlos Martinez. Um, last start against Atlanta, eight and six. Uh, Kansas City, seven and eight. Uh, Milwaukee, nine and five. Uh, Colorado, nine in six. Uh, Cubs, eleven in six. Uh, Pittsburgh six and seven. Uh ten and five versus the Mets. Ten and five versus Washington. Just hasn't, you know, he's just, you know, pitching to some contact, more so we've seen this year. The strikeouts are good, not great. Uh, I don't think we can go here today uh with him being on the road. It is a fine ballpark. I'd rather go to Dallas Keuchel here tonight uh for Houston. I was, you know, clearly he had that. Incredibly rough stretch coming off the uh, the all-star break, or not all-star break, injury, and negative 5, 12, 9, not what you're looking for, and then bounce back with a really strong uh, 6 and 2 thirds inning performance, 7 strikeouts, did have 3 walks, but only 6 hits allowed on the road at Texas, so it's a better hitting team and a great hitting environment then he's probably going to be facing today in Oakland, and uh, I'm going to be on board with Dallas Keuchel as an SP2 for me today against this Oakland A's team. I th- I'm I'm going to bank on you know everything returning to form here, and it's one start. I probably shouldn't get that excited about it, but I think I'm going to be, so uh, I do like Dallas Keuchel a good bit today, and I don't want to ignore Rich Hill here against Detroit. He is a super strong favorite tonight. At minus two oh nine, and uh, and he's a guy who's been very very steady. I think if you want to get off the super high guys over there on FanDuel, I probably would prefer Rich Hill as kind of a standalone. And uh, you know you can look at DraftKings points for him and uh, we're at 22 17 18 24 28 29 you know a guy you have the risk of him not pitching deep into the game uh, but the strikeout upside is certainly there for him nine eight three eight nine nine eleven you take that three out of there and he's averaging about nine strikeouts nine and a half strikeouts a, you know, about nine strikeouts a start over his last uh, seven. So I I think that against Detroit, a team that's really packed it in, I think he's very likely to pick up the win today Uh, when you consider Jordan Zimmerman's on the opposite side. The Dodgers have a really big team total, implied team run total today. So I really am on the Dodgers a good bit today, and uh, I'm fine with Rich Hill as well. But I'll tell you where I think a lot of people are going to go today, and it might sound crazy, but uh, Matt Moore is 5k out there on DraftKings tonight that is really really cheap for him and I know he's been all over the map he pitched excellent in that previous start against Washington gave you 25 DraftKings points but he's pitching at home against a Philadelphia team who just has not been able to hit the ball very well especially on the west coast here and uh and you know the downside at that salary. There is none. Like, it gets you the bats that you want. It gets you the starting pitcher that you want. As long as he doesn't go negative, um, you know, I think if he gets you 10 to 15 DraftKings points today or Fantasy Draft, uh, you know, get you that, that level on Fantasy Draft, you're happy as heck today. So I think he's going to be really popular. Like, I don't know. I don't think jamino has got projected ownership up yet for today. But I, I think there's a good chance that you could see him as one of the highest dome pitchers on the slate, simply because he gets you one of the top two guys. And I think those top two guys are going to be split down the middle. Some will go Kluber, some will go Scherzer. And then I think people will pair him up with Matt Moore and then still be able to get in Coors bats, be able to get in the um, Cincinnati, uh, or excuse me, not Cincinnati bats. um, The... uh, Texas Rangers bats, 11.5 total out there. Uh, there's lots of great hitting environments. Dodgers bats today. So I think we're going to see that play out tonight in terms of uh, the way this works. Uh, a few other names to throw out there that I, if you wanted to pivot off of more, if you're going to play the game theory angle, which I'm fine with doing. Like I think that there's a case to be made for doing it because he's going to be really highly owned. Uh, I think we can... I think Erasmo Ramirez uh, at Tampa is kind of interesting. We get a little uh, revenge, of course, uh, was pitching for them not that long ago. Pitched excellent against L.A. in his last start. Gave you uh, what 25 fan duel points. Uh, let me say excellent is a little bit much. Uh, 13 DraftKings points. But uh, I like the ballpark that he's pitching in in Tampa. And uh, I think he's an interesting pivot, to say the very least, on the cheap Uh Marquez is kind of interesting as well against Milwaukee I don't see me doing it in Coors Field but I think there's a small argument to be made for him as a super strong favorite good chance he's going to pick up those those win points tonight and then you've got the Austin Pruitt kid who I know some people uh were interested in uh on draft or on the FanDuel final not that long ago and he didn't pitch great against Cleveland but the two starts before then, 16 and 20 DK points, 6,400 over there on fantasy draft. He's at twelve eight. He's another guy I would put into that category of potential pivot for us here today um, off of Matt Moore in your GPPs. Um, I just think Moore is a very safe kind of uh, cash game play. It's weird to throw a 5K guy in cash games, but I think you can do it based on the matchup and the salary. If he's 6,500, if he's 7K, no, I don't think so. 5K just feels way too underpriced for me on this slate. So uh, I think that's my outlook for starting pitching. Let's get to the bats and we'll start at the catcher position. And uh, again, if you're playing over there on fantasy draft, you know better. You don't need a catcher. But uh, if you're playing FanDuel or DraftKings, one is uh, is probably necessary for your lineup. So uh, here's what we got Um We'll start, you know, Buster Posey, the biggest name. He gets Zach Eflin today, and uh, he's 4,100, though. Again, I don't see him being a top-flight play for us potentially here tonight um, because I think there's other values that we might want to look at. Travis Darnot, I feel, is really, really underpriced at 2,400 versus a lefty today. Uh, 390, well, but 238 ISO against uh, Southpaws this season. That matches up with what we like to see, and... um, Yeah, like, uh, I'm definitely on team uh, Travis Darno as a punt today. Uh, The middle tier goes to Jonathan Lucroy at 3-7 against Matty Garza. Uh, A little revenge for him. I played for Milwaukee for a while, I believe. So, uh, you know, Lucroy, just a moderate salary for him in a game where, you know, we could see a ton of runs here against Garza. The, uh, certainly the the Vegas number is indicative of that. If you're not playing Rich Hill and you want to play the lefty-righty splits with James McCann, I don't hate it at 3100 over there on DraftKings. Um, he's you know moderately priced. You're going to be looking for some value probably today. His numbers are through the roof versus lefty. He's actually been hitting the ball really well lately. He's got hits in five consecutive games with multi-hits in three of those. So. Uh, I, I think he can make a, a decent argument for James McCann today on FanDuel. He's just 26. Probably not going there on Fantasy Draft, but he is 6K if you wanted to go that route. Um, and then the other name that uh, I'm looking at, and, and you know, I think weather's going to be a big factor in this game, so we'll see if it goes, and that's Baltimore and L.A. Uh, I just love the beef versus lefties, and he gets Andrew Heaney today at 3,400. 329 average, 345 um, is the on him versus Southpaws this season. And it's a moderate price tag on him tonight. So I don't mind him at 34. And then Chirinos against James Shields at 37. So uh, I don't see me going up to Gary the Goat. Posey, probably not. I think it's going to be a punt with a couple of those 2K guys. Um, Or uh, kind of going those mid threes at uh, catcher with a few of those names that I threw out there. All right, let's kind of look uh, over at first base next, and uh, a number of places for us to consider, and I think that the Braves are going to go a tad bit under-owned here today, and uh, I really like them against Salvatore Romano, who I don't think is particularly good. And uh, looks like we might have some wind blowing out. We obviously have hot, humid Southern temperatures in Atlanta and a ballpark that yields a ton of runs. So uh, Freddie Friedman today, he was uh, obviously at that really high 5k price point here recently, Um, out there in Coors, he's back down to 4,600. So, uh, I think he's a guy that, uh, I really like tonight. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to call a dong, but I think there's a really good chance he might hit one. If you're talking price per point, Matt Carpenter is just too cheap on fantasy draft and draft Kings at 3.3 K, uh, and, uh, over on fan draft, you're looking at 6,400. I mean, that's almost a lock and load over there with positional, um, eligibility opened up a good bit uh hasn't hit you know for a ton of power recently but does have hits in one two three four five six seven uh eight nine of his last 11 games so uh you know certainly still making some contact with the baseball and is just way too cheap against a guy like trevor williams who uh, does not bring a whole lot of upside to the table for me so uh, I like Matt Carpenter., uh, if you want to leverage off of Matt Moore um even more than not playing him, Tommy Joseph at three two, I think is intriguing. Um, just big power versus lefties. two thirty six is that ISO. The average is awful at under two hundred, but that ISO is not bad. So uh, I could be you know, a, uh, a home run for you in the cards. And if that happens, that'll obviously, you know, leverage you off of the, uh, the high Matt Moore ownership today. So depending on how you're building your lineups, you know, he could be, um, he could be in play for you too. Reese Hoskins as well in that same sort of kind of uh, mentality, kind of game theory play that you might want to go with. Uh, let's see a few other names for us at first base to consider again Matt Carpenter's really going to pop I think on a lot of projection models today we got Eric Thames out there in Coors Field never go wrong with Coors Field he's only 4,500 typically you see hitters of that magnitude out there um, much much higher so I think he's a guy that is certainly going to draw some ownership uh, tonight and then again Every position Coors Field is going to be in play today. Matt Garza, if you want to roll, you know, Mark Reynolds out against him, absolutely fine to do that. But uh, that game, highly stackable per usual in Colorado. Uh, all right, those are a couple of the uh, first base guys that I'm looking at. Let's move on to second. And. See if we can't find a little uh, value here. And uh, Mancada had a home run yesterday. He gets Andrew Kashner tonight, and uh, he's been fine against righty so far. 360 Woba, 205 ISO, great hitter's ballpark, a moderate price tag. Gives you, you know, the home run upside that you're looking for. So I don't think he's a, he's a horrible play today. Now, I think a lot of people are going to, you know, want to get in the Texas Rangers bats, understandably, uh, because James Shields stinks, and that ballpark, he's going to be yielding a lot of runs this time of year, high implied run total, we'll see what Rugnodo Doerr does today, uh, you know, he, uh, I think we've got him implied, uh, or a uh, projected lineup order of eighth, it's hard to pay 4k for him betting eighth in your cash games, I don't think that's something that I would probably love to do, but it's not, it's not a salary that's, That's just crazy there. So uh, I think he's in play um, for us tonight. You got uh, Jason Kipnis against Ian Kennedy. Don't mind this matchup one bit at 4K. Uh, That offense for Cleveland has really started to click. So he's a guy that uh, I'm looking at a little bit tonight. If uh, Baltimore would be safe from the rain, Jonathan Scope could be your high-end play, but I'm really worried about that rain. So I'm not going to get too in-depth with uh, those players tonight. Jose Altuve versus a lefty. Yes, Jose Altuve for 5,500. I think I'll pass on that one uh, likely tonight. Some value, Brad Miller at just 2,500. If he'd lead off against Rosmo Ramirez, uh, he could be uh, a guy who drives some ownership today, especially if you're rostering multiple over 10K starting pitchers today. You're going to need value. You get a leadoff hitter for under you know, 3K at 2,500. That's an excellent spot for him. And same with his Drupal Cabrera against Justin Nicolino. Not big power versus lefties at all this season. The ISO below one, but uh, decent enough contact at a 351 average and a 360 Woba this season. And he's 2,900. So look for him to be uh, another kind of value option. So giving you some guys in the high tier, going to give you some guys in the lower tier. And now we'll move on to third base where, uh, I think there's a lot to like on the higher tier. Again, if you're not playing Freddie Freeman over there at first base, third base looks like just as nice of a place to roster him tonight. Um, he's going to be really highly owned, I think, today at that salary. But I like him a good bit. And it's hard not to get excited about Nolan Arenado here today. Uh, he feels like a solid pay-up option for us. Uh, I like him a good bit tonight. Uh, let's go down a little bit. Yeah. Um, Tom Frazier against Drew Pomeranz, yeah, 3-3. I mean, he's a tournament one-off. I'm, I'm not stacking the Yankees today, uh, but I'm probably not playing Pomeranz. Pomeranz has been pretty good, though. Like, I get it, but uh, that Yankees offense, you know, they, they can turn it on at times. I mean, you could roll Pomeranz today, but underdog here today at home, decent run total, probably off that one for that price uh, for me. But uh, Frazier, not a bad one-off. Uh, Ryder Jones, if he's in the lineup at 2K, he's way too cheap. Mikel Franco as well against Matt Moore. Again, you can get these Philly bats pretty cheap, so leveraging Matt Moore is not going to be difficult for us tonight. Uh, Kyle Seeger feels a little bit underpriced at 3500 here today at that spot, so we can give him a little bit of a look. And uh, Joey Gallo, just really expensive, but you know, what's the chances he takes James Shields deep today? I feel it's pretty good. Um 5200 but, man, that's that's a big price tag to pay on him tonight with the starting pitching that we have out there. Uh, Evan Longoria, another mid-three salary on him tonight. Uh, Been better versus righties for the last couple of years. Gets a Rosmo today uh, at 3.6, so he is a guy to put on your list tonight. Uh, I think that covers it. I think Freddie Freeman is really going to drive a ton of ownership today at third base, probably will for most of my lineups. Uh, All right, let's go to shortstop, where uh, I feel like, you know, I talked about his Drupal Cabrera over there at second base. Is shortstop eligible as well on DraftKings? Might even be better to put him over there, but I think uh, using him with high-dollar pitching is going to be a popular move today. I do like the Dodger bats a good bit. I haven't talked much about them. I kind of bypassed Bellinger over there uh, at first base and Justin Turner, but Uh, Corey Seager against Jordan Zimmerman, uh, 4-9. Zimmerman has just been awful this season, pitching to a ton of contact. Uh, We've got an implied run total of the Dodgers, over six today on the road, so... I'm a big fan of Dodger bats today. Corey Seager at shortstop, uh, I think is an excellent guy. Cause he's going to be relatively low owned. Cause I think people are going to pay up at third base. So I don't know if they're going to get him for that, uh, pay that 4,900 for him, but he's my favorite spend at this position as well. Uh, Brandon Crawford against uh, Zach Eflin tonight struggles versus uh, lefties, I believe. And Crawford does bat left-handed and he's just 2,400. So, Uh, Like him a good bit tonight. If you go to Colorado, Orlando Arcia for a simple $3,500 price tag against Marquez. Stands out for me. Trevor Story against Matt Garza. Story has been hot the last few games, to say the very least. Uh, Two home runs in uh, two games ago. Uh, Had a home run the game before that. So, uh, yeah, Trevor Story against Matt Garza. An absolutely fine matchup. Uh, to take advantage of. So uh, don't mind him today. Um, If I had to go Story versus Seager tonight, I'm going to go Seager tonight. I know he's more expensive. I think I'll have less ownership too. So when you factor that in, give me some Kyle Seager. I think Seager gives you, make your bold call, 15 DraftKings points today for Kyle Seager. Uh, All right, back to the outfield and... Jock Peterson against uh, Jordan Zimmerman, 3.3 K really like him here today. And, you know, he's been cold at the plate, but I I had a pretty good sweat with him the other night. I think it was in that San Diego game and he had two shots that were deep to the ballpark, like to the warning track. So I don't think he's that far off from catching one. And against Zimmerman, who's not a high strikeout guy, uh, I think that sets up pretty well for him. So, I definitely like Jock Peterson today at that position. Uh, out there in Texas, uh, we mentioned him yesterday, but Nikki Delmonico is still 2700 just too darn cheap for us here tonight. So I think he is a guy that we can look at. You got some course Field options. Uh, Blackman at 58 is really, really pricey, but uh, would be surprised to see him have a big day against uh, Garza. We talked about Thames at first, also uh, outfield eligible, eligible, and then Carlos Gonzalez at uh, $4,100, um, a reasonable salary on him in the outfield. Um, Billy Hamilton today against R.A. Dickey at $4,400. let us see the BVP. Let's bring that up real quick. And you can find that real quick uh, in our lineups page. And we'll see if Billy Hamilton has had any success against R.A. Dickey. I'm kind of hoping that he has and one for three, so we can take nothing from that. If you're on Team BVP today in this game against the uh, Knuckleballer, it's Joey Votto nine uh, four for nine with a home run uh, against him. So besides that, uh, not much else to kind of go on. But I'm fine because if he gets on base, uh, he can steal all day long, and you know that's a that's a reasonable price tag on him. Uh, let's see a few other names for us here tonight. Again, talked about Jack Peterson. Uh, Mookie Betts is popping on the Roto Grinders, um, page here today against Jordan Montgomery. I like it. Don't love it for four seven. I think you can get some Coors option, some Coors exposure, uh, that I might like a little bit better. Maybe it's a George Springer day versus the lefty and Sean Manea. Uh, he's, you know, starting to hit the ball a little bit better, kind of got hurt, and still you know, has only one home run in a long time, but uh, had three for five the other day against Arizona. And I think he's, you know, dead cat bounce. Is that the old smithel line, you know, do? Uh, don't hate some George Springer tonight to maybe send one deep. Uh, let's see. Anything else? I think that kind of covers most of the guys that I'm looking at here today. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. I mean, you could go – I mean, a really cheap guy, John Jaso, if he's in a lineup versus uh, Carlos Martinez, I'm probably not doing that. But Ben Gamble's another guy who's uh, really cheap against Austin Pruitt today. 334 Woba against Wrighties, and he's 2,600, maybe batting sixth tonight. So uh, there's a name that you can throw out there. But I think that covers uh, most of the plays that I'm looking at here today on this Friday. Quickly, let's get you the Stacks. That I'm mo- most likely to roll out there today and I think some of this kind of depends on your roster builds here today like I don't hate the Mets today now there's weather issues out there with the Mets today but you've got Cabrera you've got Darneau uh, just way too cheap you could even throw Juan Lagares if he leads off at 3k like there's a stack you could get with two really good pitchers today now if you're you know just going to uh, pay down with Matt Moore use a, a fairly expensive pitcher obviously Texas and Colorado are the teams that are really going to pop for people. Um, uh, let's see. A few other, uh, I love the Atlanta Braves tonight against Salvatore Romano. They're a tough team to stack, though, because you know you, nobody likes putting Phillips in God forbid Nick Marcakis batting cleanup. You know, I bypassed Tyler Flowers a little bit, and I shouldn't have done that. He's 3,600 today. I really like him at uh, at catcher batting fifth today at that salary in that ballpark. So very interested there in the Atlanta side of things. Just kind of miserable team to stack up. And then uh, the Dodgers. Uh, I think they're uh, a sneaky stack for us tonight. I don't think a lot of people will use them because they'll go to Coors, they'll go to Texas. But uh, and I just you don't see a lot of implied run totals over six uh, for the Dodgers. We get that today on the road. And uh, I think they hammer Jordan Zimmerman. So there you go. Those are the stacks. Uh, but with that said, I'm out of there. Thank you so much for the list and the download. Please leave us a review on iTunes if you're listening to, uh, to us over there. It helps us out. And we've got major, major stuff happening at Roto Grinders that you're going to find out about in the next, uh, I don't know, couple of days maybe next week and we're so excited about that the football season we've already got our premium out there again i have a feeling and i can't confirm this the suits have not told me for sure when it ends but that annual subscription for 224 that incorporates every sport we have baseball basketball football hockey golf that, I I would be surprised if that lasts beyond the weekend. Let's just put it that way. So, uh, make sure you go in. If you're going to be getting our premium subscription for the year, your best value is going to be doing it that way. You can still go monthly. You can still give it a seven day free trial and see what you think. And, uh, I personally think you will enjoy it with some amazing stuff already in it for baseball and it's just going to be even better for football basketball season not too far down the road uh thanks to matt kalish for jumping on the show with us today thanks to fantasy draft check them out at 4:30 on the happy hour show for their nfl announcement and i'll be back next week have a great friday a phenomenal weekend playing dfs and we'll get back at you next week till then see you everybody